0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned, at the end of the program we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 15. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Then Absalom sent spies throughout All the tribes of Israel saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say Absalom reigns in Hebron. And with Absalom went 200 men invited from Jerusalem and they went along, note this, innocently and did not know anything. And then Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gilanite, David's counselor from his city from Gilo or Gilo. And while he offered sacrifices and the conspiracy grew strong for the people with Absalom continually increased in numbers. Stop right there saying some of your Bibles. Look at verse seven. Some of your Bibles says after 40 years, I want to bring your attention to this. Look at verse seven. It came to pass after 40 years. And perhaps some of your Bibles reads it came to pass after four years. Any Anybody, Bible anybody's Bible read four years? Your Bible reads four years. Your Bible reads four years, four years, four years. Okay, good. So case in point. Many scriptures or many uh manuscripts, uh Hebrew manuscripts read uh forty years. Uh some scholars read four years. The question is, is it 40 years since David was anointed or could it read Absalom is 40 years old? Scholars are not sure. We do know it's not 40 years after Absalom got back to Jerusalem because it seems pretty soon that Absalom is back and he starts this treasonous activity. So we're not sure what the 40 uh, or the four means. Most manuscripts, I'll just tell you this, most Hebrew manuscripts read, um, 40 years. Well, be that as it may, you could simply read after some time, Absalom said to his father, Hey dad, let me go to Hebron and pay my vow, which I made to the Lord. Because while I was in Gersher, I took a vow that if God brings me, brings me back to Jerusalem, I will serve God. Now listen, Absalom is using this spiritual language to commit treason trick. The spiritual language to commit treason trick. It's very possible that Absalom felt pretty spiritual in this lie. When you're angry and you're bitter and you won't admit you're angry and bitter, then it's possible to deceive yourself and think you're actually in God's will. Did you get that? When you're angry and bitter and you won't admit that you're angry and bitter, then it's very possible to deceive yourself and think that you're actually doing something that is God's will. So then you pray, and you start praying prayers like, thank you, Lord, for raising up new leadership like me. And I ask you, Lord, to guide me in all I say and do as I Lead the kingdom away from my father to do your will in Jesus' name. How crazy does that sound? It sounds pretty crazy. But when you're angry and bitter and you fail to admit that you're angry and bitter, well, then you start believing a lie. Spiritually, you start believing something that is simply not true, something that is simply never, I underscore, highlight, bold, never the will of God for you to usurp authority and, and begin to insert yourself in leadership that God did not call you to, even if the leader is wrong. Amen. Now think about that. Well, he's just wrong. He, he Somebody need to do something with him. He's just wrong. He's just wrong. He might be wrong. But if God called him, then it's not your place. It's not your place. That is God's place. And what your place is to pray for that man and pray that he would repent and pray that God would get his attention and get him on the right path. But it's never our place to get in the place of God to correct any person that God has called to leadership, period. Now, Sunday, stay with me on Sunday because we'll develop that a little bit more as we talk about commitment to the Lord and leadership as we're talking about uh, this series on serving one another on Sunday mornings here at Calvary Chapel. We're going to develop that a little bit more. But this is not Absalom's place. Absolutely not Absalom's place. So in verse 9, look at verse 9. David said, go in peace. Now listen, very interesting saints. These are the last words that David says to his son. These are the last words that David says to his son. This is the last time that David sees his son alive. The next time that David sees Absalom, he's going to be looking at his dead body. The last words that Absalom hears from his father, y'all getting this? The last words that Absalom hears from his father is go in peace. Keep in mind, David doesn't know about the treason. So in David's mind, everything is all good. In David's mind, there's no problems. Absalom is doing all this underhandedly. David doesn't know what's going on. He brought him back. David's embarrassed. He's, he, hadn't, he hadn't really spoke to him. Well, he spoke to him and then for a period of time, and all of that happened. And then he kissed him and tried to make up and, and, and get things right. And in and, 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 and David's mind, everything is right at this point. There are no problems. So Absalom says, let me go to Hebron to pay my vows, which is a lie. And, and David says, go in peace. Last time David sees his son, last words he says to his son, next time he sees Absalom, he will be dead. I'm sure David is glad that Joab made this happen because there's nothing worse than somebody dying and you haven't said what you need to say to them. Isn't that true? There's nothing worse. That's when you see people, honestly, that's when you, like, I've done many, many funerals over the last 20, 21 years. And I've seen people as, as much as try to get in the casket. Like, they are so stricken with grief. And they are so burdened by the death of that person that they, that they just act in ways that are, are unseemly. But generally, I will tell you, it's that person that um, that either had something to say or, or, or they ended their relationship on a bad note, on a bad situation. Um, that's why, you know, as much as you can, leave your home in peace. As much as you can. As much as you can don't don't leave each other on an argument, am I right about it saints don't leave each other on an argument, you know because don't let your last words be to someone before they slam the door go you you, you just go to heaven, you see, I got you didn't I? you just go to no don't don't let that be your last words because you don't know if that's the last time you're going to see that person. David's last words to Absalom was go in peace. Absalom's last words to David were a lie. That's interesting. Well, look at verse 10. Absalom asked his dad to go to Hebron. Go to Hebron. Now, in Hebron, you know this if you've been with me. Um, Hebron is an important Jewish city. Hebron means communion. You taking notes? It means communion, union, to couple together. Hebron is several miles south of Jerusalem. You might remember chapter 3. Do you remember David began his reign in Hebron? Chapter 3 tells us that Absalom was born in Hebron. Abraham went to Hebron. The Bible has a lot to say about Hebron. Abraham went to Hebron after separating from Lot. Abraham lived in a tent in Mamre, which is in Hebron, and he built an altar there. Sarah was buried in Kirjath Arba, which is in Hebron. Hebron was a city of refuge. It was a walled city. It was a safe place. Joshua and Caleb and ten spies went up through the south and came to Hebron. Um, Numbers chapter 13 verse 22 verse 10 11 tells us Absalom went to Hebron with 200 men who went along and they didn't know anything was between David and Absalom so Absalom comes back to the city he was born Hebron and he sent spies throughout the land to see what kind of people are living in the city now and Absalom told the 200 men as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet then say Absalom reigns in Hebron. Again, this is all show, saints. All show. Absalom just wants to this to look like a a, a secession. Uh, It's just all show. I find it interesting that Absalom brings 200 men who have no clue about what's going on. Again, I've seen this in church. People who are bitter and disgruntled, they go around talking to other people about what Pastor Ronnie said. And they never come to Pastor Rodney. And then they leave the church. Then they go spy out another church. And they say, oh, this church is so much better than Calvary Chapel. Gary, spy out the land. Oh, this church is so much better than Calvary. And they, like Absalom, take 200 people who don't know what's going on, but following because it's what they heard. Same thing. Great verse. First Thessalonians 5.1. But examine everything carefully and hold fast to that which is good. Verse 12, Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gilanite, David's counselor from Gilo. So Absalom asked Ahithophel to join up with him. And, and by the way, listen, this is the first time Absalom. Oh, pardon me, Ahithophel is mentioned in the Bible. Ahithophel was David's counselor. Ahithophel was also, get this, the grandfather of Bathsheba. The grandfather of Bathsheba. When David had an affair with Bathsheba, he destroyed her life. Of course, now Ahithophel, are y'all following this? Ahithophel is angry with David because David destroyed his granddaughter's life. And he was a counselor to David. Not anymore. Ahithophel is then also the great-grandfather of Solomon. Y'all know your lineage? He's then the great-grandfather of Solomon. Ahithophel was also known for his great wisdom. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 16. Just pop over to chapter 16 with me and uh, look at verse 23. Look at verse uh, chapter 16, look at verse 23. Now, in verse 23, Now the advice of Ahithophel... Which he gave in those days was as if one had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the advice of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. So Ahithophel was so wise that people thought that God spoke to him directly. David trusted Ahithophel, but now Ahithophel joins up with Absalom to overthrow David. Why? Again, saints, bitterness. Don't y'all get what I'm saying? You got to watch out for bitterness. You got to be careful. Bitterness is sneaky. Bitterness doesn't show up and go, hey, I'm bitterness. And I'm going to take hold of your heart. And I'm going to destroy you and your family and your children and your church relationships. And then I'm going to move over to your job. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy you and your boss's relationship your job, and your finances, and your relationship with your kids, all because, do you realize how much, how much devastation comes out of bitterness? And we don't want to acknowledge it. We don't, wanna, we don't want to acknowledge it. Well, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I just don't like them. Wait a minute. You're not, wait, hold it. Say that again. My, you just hurt my brain. You're not bitter, but you just don't like them. I would say you're bitter there's bitterness there and and what somebody said like the first thing to recovery is admitting, so admit first of all that you are bitter, and then God can begin to 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 free you up from that entanglement because in, because bitterness entangles people it does it entangles you, and all of this, the relationship that Ahithophel has with David, connect the dots, the relationship that Ahithophel has with David is now born out of bitterness. He is bitter and angry that David had destroyed his granddaughter Bathsheba's life by sleeping with her when she was married to another man, Uriah the Hittite. And Absalom is bitter because... His dad, he didn't talk to him for five years. And then when he did talk to him, you know, he gave him a little kiss and that was the end of that. And now my heart, now after five years, that's why the Bible says go to your go. If somebody has an art against you, go to them quickly. Don't wait. Well, I need to wait so I can pray about it and make sure that I'm in the right space and make sure my heart is right with the Lord and with others so that I can be in the right place when I speak to people. And it just going to take time. That's all. That sounds cute, but that's not biblical, okay? Here's the here's Bible. You have an art against your brother, go to them and go to them quickly. Why? So that you don't give bitterness an opportunity to get, It's roots and it's hooks in you because once it does, it's a wrap. That's it. You got a problem with somebody, go to them quickly. I I honestly, I try my best to practice that. I try my best because I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a bitter pastor. Y'all know it. That's a whole nother sermon. How many pastors are bitter? So, matter of fact, so many pastors are bitter. That's a whole other sermon. I don't want to be a bitter pastor. So if I have an odd against you, trust and believe. I will be making an appointment with you, and you can get called to my office so we can chat. We don't have to get ugly and all that. Why why, why Christians got to go there? We don't have to go there. Just sit let's just talk. Let's just air it out, get it out. And a lot of times you find out. It's just a misunderstanding. How many times you're like, I'm just mad at that person. I don't want to talk to him. Every time I see them, I'm going down the other hall. I don't want to even be in the, same- when they come in the bathroom, I'm leaving out. And then, it, you know, and you just got to hold all this bitterness and all this, and then when you sit down and talk to them, it really ain't that serious. Calm down. It's not that bad. It's not that serious. You're making it more serious than necessary. Go to your brother. Go to them if you have business, bitterness, and go. Quickly, there's no way, listen in our text, there's no way Absalom is going to ask Ahithophel to join forces with him unless he knows Ahithophel is on his side. Here's something very true about bitterness. Y'all fill in the, be- fill in the blank. Birds of a feather, come on, help me. Birds of a feather flock together. And I don't know any situation where this is more true than with Bitterness. People who are bitter find people who are bitter. Oh, y'all need to get with this. This is good. People who are bitter find people who are bitter. People find bitter people because bitterness has to be fed. You need other folk to feed your bitterness. Oh, you don't like him? I don't either. Why? I don't know but I just don't like him. <laughs> why? What? what? What's a brother to do? I mean, <laughs> I mean, why don't you like him? I don't know. That's something I heard. When would you hear it? Two and a half years ago. What would you hear? I don't remember. But all I remember is, I don't like him. You don't like him either? I don't like him either. Good. Let's not like him together. And let's talk about him. Let's be bitter. And let's try to start a church within the church. That's what we'll do. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Start a church within the church. That's right. And another pastor in the church. With another worship team in the church. Two worship teams. Worship team within the worship team. That's what we'll do. A worship team within the worship team. And Marlo will get rid of Marlo and get somebody else in there. He's new anyway. He's expendable. Get rid of him. Why? Because I'm bitter. (laughs) Bitter, 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 bitter people have to find bitter people because bitterness has to be fed. You need others. Think about that. Ah, Ahithophel's bitterness has nothing to do with Absalom's bitterness, but they are both bitter against the same person. And yet their situations have nothing to do with each other. Now look at verse 12. Absalom goes to Ahithophel and says, join me as I plan to take down my father Your king, David, let me just say this. God has his hand on David and regardless of how many mistakes David has made and God knows he has made a lot. But David is a man after God's own heart. David is Listen to me. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. David is a man after God's own heart. And David has been chosen and anointed and appointed and sent and called by God to be in the place that he is. And nobody can take him from that place. No weapon formed against even David shall prosper. Am I right about the saints? No weapon formed. And listen. And, 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 and bitterness and plotting is never God's will. And it never, here's the thing, it never works out. It never does. You would be shocked at how many people would love, I, I mean, I, I know that you guys think that everyone loves me because I, would, I have no reason, there's no reason not to love me. What about me is there not to love? I mean, I can't think of one thing. I know you can't either. So I don't know what people's problem is. Although, there are those people who, for some reason, they found something small and minute that they don't like about me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. There's plenty not to like about me. I just don't tell you about it. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 they would love to, love to, love to, love to see, love to see God's word come down because that's the enemy. But, but. If God has established it, no man can bring it to, bring it to, bring it to crumble. No man can. It's, it's a work of God. I would even venture to say, even the pastor himself cannot take down God's church. Because know what God will do? God will move the pastor, put in another shepherd who has a heart and love for the people, and things will continue to go right on. This church is not dependent upon me. I know that. I've been pastoring this church for 21 years. I started this church for those of you who are new and, and new here. I started this church 17, I mean 21 years ago with 17 people. I've seen this church grow and grow and grow, and people come and people go and people come, and people go, and and, and issues and problems and situations, and and I don't like this and I don't like that. No, I don't like the wall color and I don't like the drums and I don't like the the the, the, the guy on bass and, and get a new guy on bass and and I don't like the new worship leader and I like the old worship leader and when the new worship leader get rid of him and get the old worship leader back. and they go, There's always something. That's like, you can't make everybody happy. I've seen it all. Oh. And people would love to tear down this ministry, love to see this church not exist. But Jesus said, upon this rock I shall build my church and the gates of even hell cannot prevail against it. So if hell can't prevail against God's church, y'all can't. That's for show. Sure. And I can't. Nobody can. Because it's God's church. So bitterness and anger and and and, and, and deceitfulness and, and being clandestine and all these kinds of things, they never, never work and they never never stop God. And I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert. Here's a spoiler alert, okay? I'll tell you how it it never works so much so that even those who are digging a ditch for you or those that are digging a ditch for, say, David, they better dig two for one for themselves. Spoiler alert. Ahithophel winds up committing suicide. Huh? I didn't want to tell y'all, but I I know y'all ain't going to read ahead, so I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) And then by the time I tell you again, y'all be like, really? I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I told you like uh like Wednesday night, like at like eight thirty two and uh but you don 't remember anything anyway, so <laughs> Ahithophel commits suicide because people don 't take his advice, and Absalom is ca- <laughs> this is great absalom is i mean not great, but great <laughs> this is, so, no i 'm sick, okay, Absalom is caught up in the very thing that he takes the most pride in. His hair. He's riding along, singing a song. His hair's blowing in the wind like Fabio. <laughs> and all of a sudden he comes to this tree, this really low-hanging tree with these branches, low-hanging. And all of a sudden he's riding along, singing a song, and his hair's getting wrapped up in the tree And on a horse. The horse keeps going, he just hanging there, right? <laughs> and he hangs, and he's dead. He obviously snapped his neck or something like that, and he's dead. Why? Because my mom used to say it like this. I'm going to let y'all get out by here. My mom used to say it like this. God don't like ugly and care less for beauty. Okay? (laughs) All right? I'll leave you right there.
0: (laughs) You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Carey located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923.